All right, guys, Alter State Podcast, episode 38. 38. Pavel Dimitra. <laughs> there it is. That was an easy one. That was one at the tip of the tongue. So easy for you. Well, n- no, not always. <laughs> not all of one. us know these kind of things. Uh, I have lots of useless knowledge. That's some good that Jersey numbers is though. Jersey numbers I'm usually pretty good with. But I think about uh, when the Winter Classic was here during the alumni game and uh, Big Walt pulled the 38 sweater over for sure. the second period. All right, I got you, yeah. Big emotional moment. Big emotional you know? moment. It really, it really is crazy to think about, like... So, Pavel Dimitra died in that um, plane, plane accident yeah. where the whole that whole KHL team died. Um, could you imagine if that happened with a major American sports franchise? <sighs> no. Like, like I don't know how, what, yeah. how much... How just how crazy that is yeah. on on so many levels. Agreed. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't it, have. It's a... nuts. Like when that happened, I remember thinking, like, "Holy cow, this is crazy!" But it didn't. You know, I mean, with it being a different league and a half a country away, I don't really. It didn't get as much press, right? But like, if that would happen, I, I don't even know what, the, what happened to the, the league the, that year. What what did they do? All those games just get forfeited going forward, or do they have to field the team? Know. Or I mean, how do you feel? You know, right? I. I'll have to do a little research into that. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. But Pavel Dimitra, may he rest in peace. This is his episode. Well, uh, He earns it over Pete Cosma. Man, way to start on a happy note, bro. Yeah, you know. Got Before we get started, you know, I don't listen to the episode that often. I, I go in, I, I critique myself a little sure. bit here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say bro way more than any guy from the Midwest probably should. <laughs> Where the hell does that come from? You think so? I just, I don't know. It just, it sticks out to me. I say bro... And not for nothing. Like, I'm from Philadelphia all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Not for nothing, but... Right. I'll be like, oh, no. Usually when it's a group, usually uh-huh. not just me and you, it's usually more when there's someone else or another couple people, and I try to get my chime in, like, yeah, not for see. nothing. So I try, I try to pause everybody. <laughs> don't say anything. I'm going to say something funny. Not for nothing. And I do my thing. That's your yeah. intro. I think so, yeah. See, I don't know. In uh, a year of sitting next to you and talking to you, I wouldn't have picked right. either of those things as... But yeah, you know, we all pick up on our own little That's idiosyncrasies. That's true. Yeah. Every time I listen, um, what I'm doing right now, the um pause, <laughs> right. bugs the shit out of totally. me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't notice it as much. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, so not for nothing, bro. How you been? <laughs> uh, we, we, we missed a week. Shit, man. Surviving. Right. I am. I am learning that as I am aging. Drinking is just not <laughs> in the cards, man. So we missed last week because Saturday night um, had a little potluck Thanksgiving at yep. my house, so we all hung out, had a good time. Friendsgiving was nice. Um, but, boy, a few too many pulls off the wine bag and oh, the I bottle, about of, the wine bag. And yeah. the bottle of Jameson yep. that I just spent all of last Sunday praying to the porcelain god. And then that's what happens when you get up there, man. Right. So I was like, all right, you know, no big deal. And then yesterday, it was my birthday on Friday. So yesterday, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go out and and have a day. So uh, down Cherokee Street, every year the first Saturday in December, they do a big print bazaar. So there's a bunch of artists in all the different bars and restaurants and art spaces. Um, you walk around, you get drinks, you look at art, you buy art. That's my I do it for my birthday every year. It's one of my favorite days of the year. So, you know, down there in the afternoon, 
getting a nice little buzz on, sure. but like thinking like, oh, I know we got to do Toy Man today, but I'll be home by seven o'clock. Like life's good. Well, then my uh, my cousin Alex, out of the blue, sends me a text. He's a blue season ticket holder, um, and he's like, hey. I know it was your birthday yesterday. Um, me and uh, his girlfriend are like, we, we can't make it to the game tonight. Do you want my tickets? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. All right, of course. I won't turn that down. So I ended up going to the hockey game last night, and then the Blues got their dicks kicked in, so I had to drink more. <laughs> and then me and Fox catch the ride out of there, Get uh, end up back at DB's, because why wouldn't As you we? Do. Yep. And that carried on with, I, you know... By the time I got out of the Uber at my house, it was like one thirty. Yeah. And I knew that, you know, it's not even that the alarm was going to wake me up at 7 a.m. to do Toy Man today. It's that my kids were going to be in my room at quarter after six. That's right. Regardless. That's right. So I was just awake, hungover, dealing with kids, just staring at the ceiling thinking, like, shit. Yeah. I, I got to get up and get rolling. Brandon's waiting for me. I do not envy that part. Yeah. Yeah. I much would have rather unloaded a truck than deal with kids. So you're good. You're good. Yeah. I, um... But yeah, we did do Toy Man We did, yeah, Toy Man was fantastic today. It Uh, always is. Always good time. That's a fun, it's a fun event, especially when we're right there next to the Nightmare Shop guys. Always a good hang. Those dudes are the best, man. They are, I'm I'm really looking forward to finding some ways to collaborate. That's right. With them in the future. Do a little, uh, guest, guest spot on... Our podcast on their podcast, it'll be uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get some good horror stuff going. We'll, right, we'll have to come up That's with some what, good good horror topic for them. They they know their shit. They are the horror experts. Yeah. And I am so far from that. My horror knowledge pretty much begin. No, this is an exaggeration, but begins and ends with Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins is almost. And this will kind of roll us into what I want to talk about later. But it's a horror movie, kinda. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy. Kinda. Yeah. And it's a Christmas movie. Kinda. Right. That's a trifecta. I, and I it's would, good. I would put Gremlins in the same category as Ghostbusters. Okay. Like, it's a comedy. Yeah. For sure. But, like, the reason Ghostbusters works as a comedy is because it genuinely is kind of fucking scary. Like, it genuinely does honor what goes on. Like, the whole idea right. of ghost hunting right. like the right. the scares in that movie while there's not many of them they are genuine sure you know i think that was one of the things that like the 2016 movie suffered from it was just a slapstick comedy i think you're forgetting about a gremlin in a microwave that's scary <laughs> but that's also christmas right it is also christmas love it love it so I want to get talk about some christmas movies yeah man this is we're coming up we're going to be doing this almost a year now yeah we're knocking on that door. And we started in a January, so we didn't really do a Christmas stuff. So I was yeah. like, shit, we've never talked about Christmas movies. Right. And th- they're all over the place right now. And they're all fucking as we're, as we're recording, it's December 8th, so it's... We're knee-deep in not, it. It's nonstop a Christmas story. It's nonstop a uh, Christmas vacation. Right. Every night, there's an old something on. Man, speaking of that, yeah. I'm so fucking thrilled... Um, I was having this conversation with my parents the other night. I was over at their house having dinner, and uh, we were talking about trying to find Rudolph. Because the claymation Rudolph is really fucking hard to find. Um, And forever, CBS had the rights to it. Yeah. So it would be on, CBS would put it on fucking once a year, um, and you had to get it then or that was it. Well, 
as I was having that conversation with my parents, found out that Freeform won the rights to it this year. And now, in true Freeform fashion, they're playing it like 50 fucking times. Which they should. This movie deserves to be played 50 times. But I I was so pumped. I have it recorded at home. I mean, this is one of my favorites. I love it. But it's some of the best music. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also such a... Bummer. Dude, Santa's a fucking dick. Santa's a dick? Santa's a total uh, dick. 1964, so I know it's a different time, whatever. But yeah, Santa's an asshole. Rudolph's parents are an asshole. Yeah. His mom's okay, but she doesn't... The head elf? She encourages him to hide everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? The head elf's a super dick? Super dick. Yeah, they want uh, the other elf gone because of his different views on dentistry. Right. You know, uh, it's just... It's very... Yeah, it's... Like, man, this could never get made today. But, the, like, the better question, it's not even like it couldn't get made today because it's politically incorrect. It couldn't get made today because people just wouldn't think it's a good idea to have an asshole Santa. Right. Like, it's just it's just not. Right. As an adult, I can watch it, and right. it warms my heart because it's a, what I grew up with. Childhood, right. And because it's genuinely funny that right. he's a dick. Right. But for a six-year-old, not cool, bro. Not cool. Well, see, at the same time... So we watched this when we were six because it's been around sure. since the sixties. Oh, for sure. I never thought of that until recently. So I don't. Oh, think, definitely. I don't, so well, is I that bad for kids to watch it then? Oh, uh, bad. I don't think but, it's bad, but I don't think it's great either. Like, sure, I did once a year. I don't remember that being an issue to me, but I was also fucking six. Well, man. What I'm like, saying. I don't know. I didn't understand what was happening, but when you see someone being an asshole, you might be a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's not like I would blame it for any any problems or anything but it's just also something that if i were making a movie today yeah. for a kid mrs I'm, mrs claus is encouraging obesity yeah She's forcing it on him yeah like seven style for sure like he's basically yeah. i think he's well, tied to that chair yeah. yeah yeah so and then somehow between it's not really explained but it's basically two weeks santa gets real fat yeah. He goes from a rail to whatever. You know, yeah. it's, I know it's claymation, but it's, you know, anyways. But I love it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I just shit for all sure. over it for I'm, a second, I'm, but I I'm love so it. I'm so excited right. that Freeform got those rights so right. we, so it's not so hard to come by this yeah. year. This, um, the Frosty, uh, the Snowman mm-hmm. from, what, like 1960-something? Yeah, yeah, probably in that ballpark. Um, it's fantastic. Really wonderful. We, wa- we watched that the other night. I just love the voices in it because they're all like... 1954 New York Brooklyn. Yeah. Hey, oh, I'm Frosty, basically. You know what I mean? It's it's great. They all sound like the asshole magician. In that, yes. in that movie's really funny. They sound like stand up comedians, like from the Catskills kind of shit. <laughs> um, but it's great. I love it. But other than this, yeah, kids aren't home. It's just you and the you and the wife, or even just you. Uh huh. So you want you're gonna watch a Christmas movie? What, okay. are you gonna, what are you gonna put on? Ooh. So. I'm going to stick with the claymation for the moment because, um, and ties into that intro music that we use, that Rainer cover, um, of the snow miser. I fucking love year without a Santa Claus. I love that movie so much. Now it's only like 40 minutes or whatever, like all those claymation movies are. So it's not something that I'm like sitting down to watch a movie I'm going to pick, but I watch that at least once every December. Nice. I love year without a Santa Claus. Um, I am, I just, this last week, um, well, it was last Sunday when I thought I was dying, um, I was laying on the couch, I watched that, uh, Christmas Chronicles on 
Netflix is, came out last year as Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Oh, okay. I was um, talking about. I haven't seen it, but I'm yeah, talking about. Came out last year, and I was like, oh, all right, I'll give it a shot. Really charming. Really sweet. This that we're seeing a trailer for right now, Klaus. Yes. That, that is a Netflix original that is gorgeously drawn. Watched that one with the girls earlier this year. Really, really, really good. Um, super enjoyable. But, I mean, of course... Uh, you got. If I were like to sit down and watch a feature film that I think of for Christmas, that's like my go-to's. It's a tie between Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. I, I, I mean, those are the two. Yeah, I, I bring the topic up, but I really don't have a full. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is very hard because every I when I watch it, there's so many good ones. So many. I'll, I'll watch Christmas Vacation and like. That's that's my favorite. Right, that's, that's hands down. Exactly. I mean, scene for scene, show me something better. Even a, a movie in general. Ex- exactly. Show me something. better. Every joke lands. Right. Every delivery is nails. It's, like it's just fucking good. It, every scene has something I love. It either has Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. uh, Randy Quaid, right? Randy Quaid and Chevy Chase, um, or Beverly D'Angelo. I mean, that movie is pound for pound. As well as you can make a comedy yeah. movie, like yeah. like you take take the holiday out of it, just making a comedy. That movie is joke for joke. Uh, how how they do how they work. The uh, now I'm losing language because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, the the moods move perfectly. Yeah, like but, it it, yeah. it carries the tone just is steady. Right. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The jokes all just. It land yep. over and over and over again. Yeah, it really makes you appreciate how good Chevy Chase really is, right? Like he's a shame he's really such a good. prick. I know it kind of, but he is a genius, man. When it comes there to that no, shit, my god, there, he's just mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that you just watch like anything that he says to me is going to be funny. Just, the timing is he's, just he's amazing. Perfect. Yeah, it's, amazing. it's an eight. Yes, man, it is unreal. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But then I'll put on Elf. I always forget about Elf. Good. It is good. It I is mean, good. Not, I'm not saying it's not joke for joke type. Same different kind of movie. Sure. Oh yeah. Makes you feel. But it's good. So good. Ugh. It's well made. I mean, and that's one of those movies. And it and it's the movie that gave us John Favreau. Well, I guess Zathura well, did. But, but still, but but, then, but it's exactly that's another reason is, why Elf it's was so his good. breakthrough. It's Artie Lang. You know, a little Artie Lang's the store Santa Claus. Yeah. I love Artie Lang. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel when she's real young, but even is really Will fun. Ferrell has to go all in on that, like, mm-hmm. like all fucking He's in. He's got to commit, or it doesn't work at all, right? And he took that's a to me making well, that kind of movie like that. Is oh, a it's a risk. total risk. That's a movie that's like that, Ace Ventura. That's one of the right. It, you it's one I mean? of those movies like, um, like I would put Dumb and Dumber in the same category. Sure, of like. Who greenlit that script? Right. Like, if you look at the Elf script, it's it it's bad. It's not good. But because Will Ferrell is so perfect for that character, right? It that movie sings. Right. Same thing with Dumb and Dumber. Like, I want to meet the studio head that was like, "I'll take a risk on this." Right. But then Jeff Daniels and uh, uh, Jim Carrey were just so perfect. They sold it so well that it that it works. And it just shouldn't. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it just outright it's, shouldn't right, work. Right. Um, yeah. I, I forgot. I was going to say something else about Elf. I totally forgot. But 
well, you know, they get one, not one, but you got like Mary Steam Virgin and um, fucking Sonny Corleone. What the hell is his name? Um, oh, I don't know. Khan. Uh, James Khan. James Khan. So you get a couple credible real yeah. actors. Yeah. And they kind of do, other than Will Ferrell's, the emotional, the heavy lifting sure, but of I, that. And that was. Well, Zoe Deschanel you know, does something. What well, yeah. we talk about Zoe Deschanel and Will Ferrell as huge stars, mm-hmm. they weren't shit then. Like, they were that was, huge. That no. was Will Ferrell Coming right out of, out of SNL. SNL sure. yeah. That like he hadn't he hadn't led any feature film vehicles at that point. Not not with like feeling. Even even in comedy, I mean, he had like Step Brothers. No, no? Step Brothers is way later. Nah, we're gonna have to fact check this. Oh, I'm we not, totally can't. Okay. Step Brothers is later than all of them. Step Brothers was way more recent than Anchorman and that whole Blades of Glory, that whole stretch of Will Ferrell. No way. Step Brothers is like, dude, Step Brothers is probably, I would guess that movie's 2010, 2009. All right, we're going to check. Nine or ten. We're going to check because I just can't, I can't um, focus. And like Anchorman and all that shit was like 04, 05, 06. All right, we'll pull up. Uh, um, Elf was like 2003. Will Ferrell's movies here. So like he'd done he'd done old school, but wasn't the star of old school. Um, I think that was his first real Elf, leading man. Two thousand three. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Step Brothers oh eight. Anchorman was oh four. Okay. Uh, let's see. But old, like old school would have been oh three. Right. Talladega I mean, Nights oh six. Okay. Right. So like Elf was the movie that made him a legitimate leading man. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 that's that's. Fair. And then, yeah. and then, following up Elf with Anchorman, right? Then he was a, you know, he had his bona fides. I forgot he was in Zoolander. But, oh yeah, I don't forget. I mean, I just, I just had a pop, but yeah, I always it never pops in my head. But that's, the, I mean, you don't the the and Zoe Deschanel, huge star now, but at the yeah. time, you know, she had done what was that? The New Kid. She was in that, but what? I don't know that she did really anything else. Felt like that's. Early in her yeah. filmography as well, that when you look back on it now, you're like, oh, of course that works. It's Mary Steenburgen and James Scott and Will Ferrell and Zoe right. Deschanel. Right. But half of that cast was unheard of, practically. The, the two leads, the male and yeah. female lead, yeah. were relative new newcomers to that field. And looking back, I've never looked into this. I don't know casting anything. Could anybody else have played that part? No. I mean, who absolutely else could- not. And that's why I think the script just looks insane because you have right. to have an insane person almost. Well, I to also pull think that that's, that's part of Will Ferrell's charm. Will Ferrell is one of the rare comedians, one of the few comedians I can think of who's like comedy comes from a loving, wholesome place. Sure. Like even when he's yeah. like raw right. and, and blue, right. that's just a dude that just seems like he's an exceptionally happy man. Great and example most of comedians, that. like their stuff comes from. Anger or sadness right, or right. isolation, but that, like his uh, just seems to come from a truly joyful place. Right. That landlord sketch. Did you ever see that? Yes. That's the the funnier die thing. one. That's one of the. You're right. Right. He's like, and it just he's cursing and but he's talking to a little girl. Yeah. And it's one of the cutest things in the but world. But it comes from right. such a joyful place. There's right. no point. There's n- no point in it. Can I think of his career that I saw him deliver a line and thought that it came from some sort of pain or isolation sure you know like you mean, yeah. he always strikes me as a dude like when he walks into a room he just wants everyone to be happy and he he, he wants everyone to be as happy as he is right right opposed to yeah. a lot of comedians saying i want everyone else to feel happy because i don't know how to he's like i want everyone else to feel happy because i feel happy and it's wonderful yep, yep. and when you have that approach 
a, a character like Buddy the Elf is it's a no brainer. Sure. Not to mention Bob Newhart. Right. Fucking always forget about Bob Newhart. Absolutely. Killer. Um, where do you fall with a Christmas story? I don't love it. I don't get it. I mean, I understand I, it. I just, because it's a little more, would have been big big when you were young. That's why I asked. Because yeah. my sister loves it. Yeah. And I enjoy it. Lo- it's fun. A lot of I my peers it, love it. Okay. Um, and I think I probably would like it. But it's just so fucking everywhere. And, like, TBS and TNT play it for 24 hours on Christmas. Like, it's much, too much. The fact that yeah. people treat it as though it is the greatest Christmas movie ever made right. makes me like it even I less. I think that's where I'm at with it, Because I too. think it's fine okay. at best. It's an okay movie. Um, it's definitely not bad, but I will never, probably in my life, sit down and watch it beginning to end again. And it's on all the fucking time. Right. I have every I've, opportunity I don't know that I've ever sat down and watched it beginning to end. I, I know it because I've seen it in pieces. Right. Um, if I'm honest with you, I probably would yeah. say the same thing. I just realized a couple of years ago, this will be a random reference, that like one of the mean kids, oh, the kid who gets his tongue stuck to the pole, yeah. was the kid in the toy with Richard Pryor. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was, uh, I forget his name. Oh, his name is Master Bates. That's <laughs> it was. It was. It was something. Is that something Bates? But he was yeah. rich, so he had a butler. It was Master Bates. That's why. Jesus Christ! How would you forget that? Right? How could you forget that? Um, yeah, I think Christmas Story is just kind of it's real meh for me. Yeah, a movie that I wanted to love, found creepy, not creepy, off-putting somewhat. Um, Polar Express. Polar Express. Of course, because it is unnerving. Maybe, which is weird because it's a Christmas movie. The worst Tom Hanks movie? Um. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're throwing out, like, Bachelor Night and some random things like that. Right. But since he became know, Tom Hanks. Splash is pretty bad. See, but critics would disagree. Critics can fart on a I'm snare just... drum, man. <laughs> it's John Candy's in that. True. Um, it's got Daryl Hannah not talking. I what else do you want? I would say it is maybe the least watchable Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Just I mean, because it's unnerving. I guess really it's just his voice, but it's unnerving because it looks so much like him. Yeah, well, it's just that animation is too... It's a very weird animation. It's too real. It's real enough that I want it to be real, but it's fake enough that I know it's fake. Like, it, it I need it to either be more stylized or live action. Totally. I know what you're that, that's that, yeah. in a, It's in that very uncomfortable place of just like, nope, uh-uh, not about it. Yeah, yeah. And I also think... That like the Polar Express as as a children's book is very delightful. It's wonderful, but I think that's one of those stories that works as a short children's book. Filling it out to make it an hour and a half movie, you're you're putting too much fluff in. You know, like I think that that story works way better in the short form. Yeah, yeah. Than when you have to stuff it. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted. I don't. I turn my phone off, right? But I get, uh-huh. of course, shit comes through on my watch, and it was my son sending me this big long text, which never happens. It's yeah. usually just, "Hey, he sent me twenty bucks." You know, it's <laughs> usually, and I'm like, "Okay, I'll get to it in a minute." Something about a shooting at an apartment complex where I used to live. He's like, <laughs> and "It's like across from my mom's house." This is in Chesterfield, Missouri. So what? yeah, right. I'm like, "Oh, I'll have to check into that." I'm like. You know, I guess it happened yesterday, so everybody's okay, obviously, but anyway. I'll be damned. It's very distracting. I apologize. Um, 
another Christmas movie that I always forget I love. That's hard, once again, hard to choose if it's my favorite. Scrooged. Wow, you're. I always forget about Scrooge. No, it's no. They don't play it as much as they should. I That's think it gets, true. I think it's got a bad rap because it's got some. Well, you know, I didn't age maybe as well as some other. I things, like Scrooge. But, yeah, but I would say Scrooge might be my least favorite Bill Murray vehicle. Really? Yeah, and I don't think it's bad. I'm not saying that like to poo-poo it. Yeah, but I just love Bill Murray so much. Bill Murray and Garfield, and I. You make a point. Okay, I'm just making sure that I have You make that. a point. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. Fair enough. Yeah. I think it is my least favorite Bill Murray movie that I've taken the time to watch. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, cool. Even even the promise of Bill Murray didn't make me sit through that piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. But Scrooged, like, Scrooge is one of those that I want to like play. more than I do. I think it's got really funny moments, mm-hmm. but I just, I have a hard time with... Bill Murray as being that ruthless of a character. Like, I think Bill Murray's oh, so good. I, I think he pulls it off fantastic. I think Bill Murray's good at being an asshole. Yeah. Kind of like a Peter Venkman. Yeah. Like a, yeah. like a roguish but guy. I be- but in this, like, being how mean-spirited he is, yeah. I don't, I don't buy. I don't, like, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't compute with who Bill Murray is to well, me. But if so he's, it makes but if he's not that guy, then you don't love the guy in the end as much. Totally. You know and, I, mean? and I, I get it. And I'm not... Who is much closer to the real Bill Murray. Right. I, and I don't think... it's I don't think it's a bad movie by any stretch. And I'll... You know, if it's on, I'll keep it on. Yeah. But it is not a movie that I ever go looking for. Would it be your favorite Christmas Carol version story or whatever you want to call it? Um, Take? I like a Muppets Christmas Carol. I was going to say Muppets Christmas Carol's on my list. I like a Muppets yeah. Christmas Carol. Um, I was happy to see that was on Disney Plus. The Disney Christmas Carol, the Mickey one. No, the um, so they made an animated Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey as Scrooge. Oh yeah, yeah. And like I don't know, probably oh yeah. six, oh seven, oh eight in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, same creepy as fuck animation, like, yeah. As as Polar Express, yeah. but I like Jim Carrey as Scrooge. Um, I think that movie's enjoyable. I just watched, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, Scrooge is probably my favorite version, but I just watched on TNT, TBS, the Captain Picard version. Um, I'm not familiar. What's his name? Patrick Stewart. Uh, Patrick, yeah, he's got a... Really? Where he plays Scrooge. Huh. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I didn't, I, I, did you I watch the? Did that. you watch The Wire? No. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the guy's name. He was in other stuff. What the hell else was he in? The main guy from... Anyways, he's in it. A bunch of people you know was in it, obviously. Okay. Um, And it may have been a TNT movie or something along those lines, or an AMC or something. Uh, It's, you know, it's like, it's probably six, eight years old at this point. And I've only seen it a handful of times. Oh, so not even that old? No, not even that old. Um, But it was quality. I mean, you know, the the, uh, cinematography is very good. The fucking animation is very... Or not animation, the... Effects. effects and stuff are really good. You know, it's not okay. like really, really cheaply done or anything like that. Um, not like I said, not saying it's the best, mm-hmm. but it's on free cable or pay whatever basic cable. There you go. Sure, watch that. Um, we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't talk about the Star Wars Life Day special. <laughs> Would we? 
I saw... We'd on, be doing George Lucas a favor. Right. I saw on Instagram yesterday that Apotheosis Comics was streaming it all day. That's yesterday. Funny. That's pretty good. They just have a projector in their shop, and anytime you walked in, it was just it's that. That's pretty funny. Which is pretty fantastic. God, could you imagine working that day? Oh, what a nightmare. Um, speaking of, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas movie? Just a movie that happens to be about Christmas characters. Well, because it's about Christmas characters, I think that makes it a Christmas okay. movie. But okay. I think it's it's hard because it's definitely also a Halloween movie. Is it hard or is it Die Hard? Also ask the same question. Christmas movie. Um, die Hard is a Christmas movie, but it is only a Christmas movie because so many people have decided it's a Christmas movie. I think being set... At Christmas time doesn't inherently make a movie a Christmas movie. Okay. But because so many people make it part of their holiday tradition to enjoy Die Hard, yeah. that's what makes it that's what it 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 is Christmas because so many people have made it part of the Christmas tradition. It's as Christmas as a Christmas tradition. I sure I, because someone sense. decided because right. enough people have decided right. that it is. Right. And that's all that matters. Same reason fucking forever when Freeform or I guess it was ABC Family at the time, when they had the rights to all the Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. And they always fucking played him at Christmas time. That yeah. was like part of their 25 days of Christmas yeah. for zero fucking reason. Yeah. I still very much associate. I, I love Harry Potter. It's because so. in the first one he goes home for Christmas or doesn't go home for Christmas. Isn't yeah. That like well, like each it? one. Or takes place in the very the, first, the first day of Christmas. Well, it's like the first three movies have a scene at Christmas time oh, because yeah. he's at boarding school. Right. Basically. Right. Right. But like it's nothing about any of them is Christmassy, but I. And I love Harry Potter year round. I I probably watch Harry Potter more than I watch any movies. Really? Yeah. It's the I I love those movies. I think they're the perfect thing to have on and come come in and out of. Oh, okay, I see you that. know when yeah. you know the like I don't well, I don't yeah. sit and watch them, but because there's so many, it's like music in the background, right? And because there's so many, it's like I never get stale of any of them. Because while I watch them a bunch, I might only see. Each movie, two or three times a year, but I'm just—it's just always fucking on, and I love being able to come in and out. I think the performances are wonderful. I think the themes are wonderful. Um, I think with with Die Hard, it doesn't get labeled a Christmas movie if the soundtrack isn't all Christmas songs, right? Um, if it, that makes it feel not like a themed, but you open with Christmas songs. Certainly. You're driving to Knockmore Towers with fucking Hollis and uh, yeah. Christmas and Hollis. And then you're, I forget what's it, you know, White Christmas, uh, the outro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fucking Christmas songs. Right. Um, so people have that in their head. Naturally. During the movie the whole time. Right. Well, it's funny because you could argue that Lethal Weapon is as much of a Christmas movie as yeah. Die Hard. Yeah. But that conversation never happens. Right. Because culturally... People haven't decided to make it part of their Christmas tradition. So, like, there's, it's not about the you, product. You want to try? Should we, should we get this movement moving? Fuck no. Asking. I don't want to watch I don't want to watch Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson be all about it. He's very Catholic. Right. I, I have no interest. <laughs> I I do not uh, very much care for Lethal Weapon. I'm just, going there. You just don't like uh, Mel Gibson butt or what? No, I'm just, just You're that, too old that's for this one shit? of those movies. That, right. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Um, no, it's just uh, 
that is a franchise that has always just kind of fallen flat to me. It's always just felt kind of like a whatever buddy cop thing. Yeah. Like, it feels like of that genre, it's the least interesting version of that story. Okay. You've seen a million buddy cop movies. Who hasn't, yeah. And they're, you know, for the most part, you know what you're getting. I just think that is the most watered-down, like, blah, uninspired version of that Yeah, but then you put story. Joe Pesci in there, and... I'm not saying it doesn't have redeeming qualities, but it's just... Eh. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> and then you, come on, that's fan- And then he yeah. shoots them, that's just balls. Yeah. That's just balls. I'll leave it. Uh, along the same vein, then, is Gremlins... You're a Christmas movie for you? Not for me. Okay. No. Not at all? Even though it takes place during Christmas time, there's snow. Lots, well, it's just one Christmas that I, I, I never watch it at Christmas time. It's because it's never on. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, it, um, so once again, you're just doing what society deems you should do, and this is my Christmas movie, and I'll just... Right. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I... I prefer... I don't... Die Hard is not part of my Christmas catalog, right? I don't watch it at Christmas time. I I respect the tradition of it enough to say it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. But that doesn't make it part of my tradition. Okay. Right? Okay. Um But I think that is of all of the of all of the questionable Christmas movies, Die Hard is the one that's like this has reached that degree of cultural plateau that we just universally have to accept it as a Christmas movie. One, one more I have a question for then. Trading Places. I'm going to say yes. He dresses up as Santa. Right. I know the end takes place after Christmas, mm-hmm. but makes it a happy new year. Yeah. So I buy that. Trading Places, yes? Yeah, yes. Okay. I... I, 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 I I am the cultural tastemaker. I am in charge of American <laughs> tradition, and I have deemed it so. <laughs> this was just checking. I knew I had to get the okay from you before I moved on. Naturally. That's important. Damn right. Um, I don't like it. I just like saying it. Jingle all the way. I fucking love Jingle All the Way. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. I'm a huge Sinbad fan. Don't it's get me wrong. Man. Get the job on my I don't know that I've ever watched it. Oh, man. It's so much fun. I couldn't tell it's you. It's terrible. Is it ever on TV? But it's so much fun. I've never um, seen it on TV anymore. It used to be on the Freeform 25 Days of Christmas. They used okay. to have it as part of that rotation. Um, oh, yeah, man. That movie's super fun. Yeah, I... Um, it's not yeah. very good, but it's very fun. And it's basically just him looking for a present for his daughter? Is that what I... Yeah, so it's like... Um, in the If you can listen, kids, <laughs> in the days before the internet, right? Uh, there used to be... A yearly toy that was the had-to-get item for every kid. Um, we don't live in a world that has that anymore because we live in a world that has lost all sense of magic and wonder. Um, but, and, it's, and like, parents would go fight each other in the fucking hall aisles of Kmart yep, to get their patch. hands yeah. on a damn Tickle Me Elmo. And this is... And Jingle All the Way is built on that premise, which is probably why it doesn't come on because it doesn't work anymore because that's not how the, that's not how commerce works anymore. Um, but you can say that about Home Alone too. Sure, but Home Alone, it, Home Alone is a ridiculous premise even at the time. Like yeah, for the most part, th- yeah. that you would forget your kid. Like th- that's preposterous in any generation. 
don't know. Um, <laughs> shitty parents have existed forever. <laughs> right. But, like, the idea this entire thing is built on, I've got a, I'm running store to store to try to find the last copy of this. You play it right. You play that for anybody under the age of 25, they're going to say, why doesn't he just get it on Amazon? Right. Um, right. You know, the commerce just doesn't work that way anymore. So it doesn't, it doesn't translate as well. And it's not good enough to transcend that plot. You know, like there are some yeah. movies that like, sure, it doesn't work in an era of cell phones, but you can suspend that disbelief because the movie's good enough that it, that it doesn't matter. Right. This movie is not good enough yeah. <laughs> to yeah. transcend, like, the cultural understanding of this is what we do. Right. This is when we do it. Right. You got any more recent ones you like? You know, I kind of liked Office Christmas Party. That I didn't was see it. Funny. Uh, Jason Bateman, yeah, yeah, yeah. T.J. Miller. Yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, I remember the trailers for it. It's you know, it's not wall to wall funny like a uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas vacation, vacation or whatever. But um, you know, T.J. You know, T.J. Miller and J- Bateman are going to deliver right quality scenes, right. quality lines together. Um, you know, it might dip a little here and there, but it's pretty funny. It's got a great cast. It's it's a good. Uh, it's one of those you got to watch though. The rated R version. Yeah. Or it's terrible. Yeah, you can't watch that on right. TV. Right. Christmas Vacation is okay on TV. It does aggravate me, though, that very last speech he gives. The the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. We the holy shit past the Thailand. I just, yeah. I, when they skip that, oh, it makes me mad. Right. That's a or big moment. That's the, an important At the very moment. beginning, it drives me nuts. Uh, he's like, hey, kids, the deer. And he flips a guy off just because that's so my dad, too. Yeah. And they, they don't show him flipping him off. Just, oh, come on, come on. At least blur it out. You know what I mean? But anyways. Oh, well. Yeah, Office Christmas Party, I dig that as far as a new one goes. New, new-ish, new I'd still say Bad Santa's pretty damn funny. Yeah, Bad Santa's funny. I don't love it, but it's got some great stuff in it. Yeah. It's got some great Bad stuff. Bad Santa's one of those... Bad Santa, though, is one of those odd movies that is definitely a Christmas movie, but I am more apt to watch it a different time of year than I am at Christmas time. Yeah, usually. Because it's just like a funny, a movie. funny movie. Right. It happens to be um, he's a shitty a shitty job type movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Favorite, we'll, get, we'll wrap it up real quick. Favorite Grinch movie. You got the Jim Carrey version. Oh, my. Animated version. Um, the call? original. Yeah. For sure. Um, the, uh, the, by Boris Karloff. Uh, just... Unreal. Um, it's wonderful. It's perfect in every way. Um, that said, I do also really love the Jim Carrey version. Same here. Yeah. I think they did a great fucking yeah. job with that. I think I think that is... I think when you take a story that is, again, it's a children's book. You know, the, the original one, the animation one, it's like 20 minutes long. It's right. not... Right. It's not a long story. Right. To stretch it out to an hour and a half... I think the way they wrote that in the Jim Carrey version was awesome. I think it was still good. It still played. Yep. Um, Jim Carrey is perfect as the Grinch. Yep. Um, conversely, the new Grinch, the one that came out last year, it's got Mosher directed. I didn't see it. That yeah. has Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. It's just fucking dumb. Is it? That's a disappointing. Well, that, dumb's the wrong word. It is. Doesn't stand up to the others? Well, it's, 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 it doesn't make any mark. It is immemorable. It's just there. Oh, it's on Netflix, so we'll have it on in the background every now and again because the kids, you know, they'll be like, I want to watch The Grinch. And even it doesn't hold their attention, doesn't hold my attention. I've had it on probably seven times 
and I've never actually seen more than a minute or two because it just doesn't you know, it doesn't carry any weight. Right. It's just not, and it's a shame because I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch right. and Pharrell and right. like, like it's a big cast. They spent some money on right. it, um, but I think the two possible best versions of that movie already exist. Like, I think you're, you're not going to do the short form any better than the original. And I don't think it's possible for you to do the long form any better than the Jim Carrey. Right. Like, so I, I don't see why we would even bother trying this. Uh, just need a comment. This shocked me. I was going through some Christmas movies to mm-hmm. refresh my brain. This was on the list. Batman returns. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a there's a Christmas tree. There is, and I guess that one lady falls through. Or I guess she blow. What was that? Does she fall through? When open the box where the bats come out, or is that the tree? She fall into the tree. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um. Eh, I disagree. Yeah, I just, it just but, shocked me. It was on the list. I'm like, oh, okay, but. I can, you know, if I'm going to... It's gonna, got Christmas in it. Right. I mean, if I'm going to argue for Die Hard, it's hard to... For sure. Look, you know, not say that. But then I guess that, you know. But again, that's why Die Hard makes the cut. Because it's not just a rubric of how much Christmas is involved makes something a Christmas movie. Yeah. It is how, culturally, we have adapted it as one. How many of those movies that are on the fence that people consider maybe, maybe uh-huh. not, do you think they just put something Christmas into it just to get played more at Christmas time. Do you think that goes into some of those? And none of them pop in my head that uh, forces in any of the ones that we've talked about, yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. What why I think Christmas would shows up in movies um is because it's a really easy plot device to avoid exposition. Cuz all you have to do is show a Christmas tree. Yeah. And there is a complex set of Emotions and ideas and a general, like you're giving someone immediate, you're giving a viewer an immediate frame of reference for when the movie's taking place time wise. You're giving the viewer a frame of reference that there will be traveling and, and and making characters travel makes sense. Um, you don't have to like explain why they're here, why they're there. Right. Um, Christmas, we're going here. You have, you're setting the plate for either like, sadness or despondence for, you know, if someone's missing people or the feeling of joy right. in the outside world, this character is it like, I, I just think it, I think by putting a Christmas tree in a movie, you are communicating a lot to the audience that you then don't have to in the writing or directing more than anything. I think it's kind of a cop out actually. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're making a Christmas movie. Right. Right. No, I I totally agree. It just pops in my head. I'm like, I wonder how often someone's like, I wish just fucking throw in a couple Christmas songs Mm. and just say it takes place in December. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I didn't mention? Not saying it's great, but uh, a little Harold and Kumar save Christmas. I didn't watch that one. It's pretty good. And I loved loved the first two Harold and Kumar movies. Like, I loved... Go to White Castle, and I loved uh, Escape, Escape from Guantanamo yeah. Bay. Yeah, I, I, those guys make me laugh still too. Um, it's quality shit. But I never saw the the Christmas version. It's worth a watch. I'm sure it'll be on at some point. It's worth a watch. I can't it's wait. Worth, um, Machetes, his father in law. It all works oh, out good. All right. Good. Yeah, he's coming in town. You know, Harold and Kumar don't get along as much anymore. Oh, Christmas they're growing together. They're they growing are. apart. They are. Oh yeah. my. Yeah, it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. 
quick break? Yeah, let's take a break and we'll come back and we got to hit some some Mandalorian, some yes. Watchmen, yes. and all of all of the all the other men. Yeah. And we're back, just mm, like that. Just that's how it works. It's that quick. Yeah, technology. You know, sometimes sometimes it's quick on our end. Sometimes it's not. This was a quick one. Absolutely. You know, just a quick refresher during the uh, during the break. We were discussing uh, like little SNL. Uh-huh. We're both big SNL guys, and I had the SNL Christmas on the the Alec Baldwin as the elf thing, like from um, what was the movie? Uh, fuck. Oh shit! What was the big movie he was in back in the day? Oh, Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross. Ross. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was basically yeah. the same monologue. You know, closing. Uh, yeah, coffees for closers. Cocos and all that shit. for yeah. closers. Yeah. I just love. He just goes all into it. Um, yeah. This one's one of my favorites. But I say that like every time a new one comes on. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Right, oh, that's, that's one I, of my favorites. I think all of the SNL holiday sketches are pretty great. They usually are pretty good. Oh my god! You know what one I loved. Uh, Last year's Christmas episode, the one that uh, Matt Damon hosted. Yes, yes. There was a sketch that was like a, it was, it was like a digital short. Yeah. Um, and it was him and his wife, like, you know, it's like the uh, Christmas Eve night, and they're both like sitting down. They're like, "Oh man, today was great," and it's like a flashback to like how much oh, of a fucking it nightmare yes, it was. Yes. But they're talking all real fondly. I love, like, yeah, all the, yeah. Right. Yeah. All flowery language uh, and shit. That was very it's like, funny. It's like, boy, your mom was uh, on fire tonight or something, you know, and just yeah. shows her just drunk as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I loved, uh, I don't think it was really Christmassy, but it was right around, it was a, a Christmas episode. It was Casey Affleck, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Oh, yeah. from Boston. Uh, he's so just perfect. It's just great. Yeah. He's smoking with the fucking cigarette hanging out the door. <laughs> it's like, you can't smoke in here, guy. It's the fucking outside. It's right. Great. You know. Or the guy's, you know, says mouths out to him in the parking lot. He grabs his coffee, throws it against his windshield. Go back to Starbucks. I love it. <laughs> I love that shit. This makes me laugh. Um, all right. We're going to talk Watchmen. We're going to talk Mandalorian. I just saw this a little bit ago. Okay. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2 is a go. With Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton's involved. I don't know plot, don't know level of involvement, don't know anything else. Keaton's involved. Beetlejuice 2 is a go. Huh. I don't know who's directing it. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know any of that. I don't know if I'm excited or not. I, I don't know either. I'm just... I In, in the era of I report only... the news. <laughs> You're an honest journalist. I, if I had an opinion on it, it would distort it. Right. I. I just in the in the age of exclusively reboots and sequels and adaptations. I don't know if that's one I need. Um, I didn't write. Like, this, I love Beetlejuice. I think it's great. Oh, same here. But I don't know that I need another one this late. But I don't know what story you're going to tell with him. I don't know. Right. If someone else just says his name three times and then boof, just hey, that's just what happens. Now yeah. over here. I, I don't. You know, whatever. Um, so I think does it start tonight? Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. It does start the Supergirl. tonight. Rumor is there's going to be reference to Michael Keaton's Batman. Not like he's in it, but like you're going to see like a newspaper. Uh, they're going to be in whatever Earth. Uh-huh. Um, Bruce Wayne, Mary Selina Kyle, picture of Michael Keaton. Huh. Is that a cool little Easter egg? Do you give a yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun. Is that testing the waters? For more to come, to see it because if people lose their shit over that, you could. I mean, you you know how studios are; they'll build a franchise around that. 
right around old Batman. Oh my god! That's it, what I'm saying. Do they do Batman? That's Beyond? them. Well, no, because this is Greg Berlanti and his crew. It, it, it doesn't really have much to do with the DC. Well, well that's my point. They're Warner not. That's Brothers. what they're not really putting Keaton in it. But I'm saying it doesn't. Like I'm saying, even the people at Warner Brothers that like would be financing a movie like that. That's what you're saying. Okay, th- they wouldn't use. The Berlanti verse as their teaser. Oh no! Oh well. Okay. Or as their yeah. as their market test. Yeah, I can see. Because that. it's like the the people at Warner Brothers have tried so very desperately to distance themselves from the Berlanti verse that I would be hard pressed to to think, oh, this is where they're making that shift. This is this is where all of a sudden they're in bed together. Yeah. Well, I'm not I saying that's what is happening there. Sure, but. Is that enough to get you excited that something else could be brewing? The fact that Dude, Keaton would even go back and be involved. Because, you know, I'm not saying he's involved, but they had to give him his likeness. So obviously, sure. he had to sign off on some level. Uh, I. If, if this is even true. If we get a goddamn Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton as uh, Bruce old Wayne. Bruce Wayne, yep. the, I, that, that is the single happiest thing I can imagine. Uh, there is there is not a single film that I would be more excited about. Right, right. It would be right up there with like my anticipation of a new Star Wars movie or um, like that, which that, I am anticipating. Oh, most certainly with bated breast. Yes, yes. Um, if that movie was announced, I'd lose my shit. I I would forgive DC Films for all of their missteps. If they announced they were making that movie, yeah. all is forgiven. You you've earned until you, it comes out, right? Until you fuck it up, somehow and then you I'll fuck burn it right. down. Exactly, exactly. Watchmen, oh. Mandalorian. Where do you want to go? Oh. Um, I don't know. What are you feeling? I like them both. So I just watched the last Mandalorian, or the most recent. What? Chapter 5 or whatever okay. it was. So that feels a little yesterday. fresher. Yesterday, feels a little fresher. So let's go there. Watchmen's tonight. I'm sorry, right. but, it's, but you know, so, still very fresh. But uh, Mandalorian, I'm, I'm loving. You know, Obviously, spoilers if you haven't seen anything and you don't give a shit either way. But I love what they, I love what they're doing with it. I know you thought it was kind of slow at a couple points. I do. Um, I, I, I very much love it. Yeah. I love the tone. I love, um, I love the approach. I love... That they they give me enough Star Wars that it feels like Star Wars, but not so much Star Wars that it feels forced. Like yeah. I, I really, I really appreciate it, but I also just feel like it's kind of I feel like it's just kind of been meandering. I don't really understand what the point of it is yet, and that's a problem. Not not like I don't understand. Um, what's like, going on? Uh, yeah, right. it's not like oh I don't understand the plot like. I don't understand why any of this story matters yet. I see that. I see that. And I have a hard time with that. Like, yeah. if you're giving me... You don't you don't need to give away the whole plot, but you need to give me a reason... To give a shit? Yeah. To, to see the direction. And I just... Well, and I, I can see that because in, on some like levels... I haven't seen much direction. You know, we don't really know if the Mandalorian is a good guy or a bad guy. We just right. know... 
He's a bounty hunter, so he's probably not great. And we also don't know if Yoda's a good guy or a bad guy. Well, well, right, and we, we also don't, don't know if the people that were protecting the, the right. child were good guys or bad guys. Like, or if Yoda, if that's a clone, that could be a clone of right. whatever they're like, trying to do. That could be some... So, there's so many things. Right. I think, I think mystery right. is good. Sure. But I think... I think knowing... Is half the battle. Who you're... Knowing is everything. I, I think knowing who you're rooting for, at least, does matter. Yeah. Um, but I would think on some level we'll find that out probably at the, la- at the, at the end of the at the season. Sure. And that will... But I can see... So and that will make season two more enjoyable. So are you more... I feel like this entire season is a prologue for what the actual story is. Like, I feel like sure. okay. once we get... Once they give us whatever twist they need to give us at the end right. of episode eight, right. that's like... Then I'm, it's setting up actual storytelling right. to happen in season two. It's the I'm your father move. Right. So, But I know what you're saying. It has to... At this point, it's just a dude in the Star Wars universe trucking along with the yeah. baby. We're not sure. Yeah. He's trying to hide, but he's not. Because that's what... That, it was the only little plot point that bugged me. He's trying to leave the kid or find a safe spot, yet he knows everybody has trackers. Right. And it's like he keeps forgetting that they all have so tracker fobs. Is there no, and they, they never addressed the idea that, oh, I can't take that out or I can't remove right. it. How is he? How is he being tracked? Right. Is it just the DNA thing? Or yeah. Then I get it, but explain that to me at least. Yeah. Not that, you know, it changes the story. Well, it does change the story a little well, bit. Yeah, well, I'm like, well, we know that's the big problem. Right. Right. But... There has been no attempt to even solve that right. problem, right? And that is that's problematic. Yep. One thing I read the other day that they uh, the Mandalorian that scene where he fights whatever the swamp they try to get the egg in the first or second episode um, that big uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. bull yeah, looking thing whatever the right horn. and uh, the child. Uh-huh. Baby, what, I don't hate calling baby Yoda. Right, that, you know whatever you want to call it, is like trying to reach out, almost like a force healing yeah. kind of thing, right. which we've never seen before. Yeah, I read that that might be a big deal in the next Star Wars movie. For, uh, yeah, force, healing. force healing. You're going to see a little bit more about that with the whole maybe Palpatine shit or okay. however that comes to play, kind of thing. So, huh. take it for what it's worth. Maybe we'll see some force healing at some point. Yeah, in Mandalorian, but. Cool. The TV show is already feeding to the movie. Well, I feel like uh, the child is in some way, shape, or form going to be represented in the la- the, the the coming movie. Yeah. Right. Do you think that's movie. why they're holding off on uh, merch for that kind of thing? Maybe Mandalorian stuff came out. I mean, that stuff came out, but you cannot get Baby Yoda the child stuff until February. February. Yeah. Which still is, you know, a month, a month and a half after the damn movie comes out. Right. Which is, which shocks me on both levels. So yeah. I, I just, it just, huh. you know, I don't know if that was just poor planning once again or what, but, uh. Yeah, Star Wars, Star Warsing themselves. Right. So that's right. Christmas of 77. They have Mandalorian merch. It's out. Um, but they didn't do Baby Yoda. I mean. Hmm. They fucking jar jarred the shit out of us that year. Right. But. Oh, Jesus you don't Christ, have, did they ever. You don't have enough for, you know. Two inches of plastic, right? <laughs> I mean, shit. You could charge people fucking the same price you can for half one of those. Man. Got more so. money than God, you right? Can't make me a right. Have this to market yeah. before you don't have a Easter. you don't have a direct line to Mister Funko, right? Hey, I need some babies, and I need them yesterday. Damn right. 
No, but uh, Mandalorian, I've I've been nothing but happy with every. Uh, I think this last episode I liked the most. The gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. It, it, nice little twist. I, I loved being back yeah. in Moss Eisley. That was. Very I cool. loved yeah. seeing the backbitey nature of the bounty hunter world. Yeah. Like I think that was that was fun. That that lent a little bit of credence, a little bit of validity yeah. to the to the bounty hunter. The kind of scoundrel um, that we're dealing with. Big rumor is we'll see Boba Fett in the finale. I don't know on what level. Are you happy about that? Don't care? Kind of wish it wouldn't happen? I will reserve judgment until I see. Yeah. Because if you would have told me... Godfather deserves the right to let me see his product before I judge. Right. And And that's the thing. Like, if you... If you would have told me... Before I watched last episode, like, oh, he's going to end up at the Moss Eisley Cantina. And, right. and, he's, and, like, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of forced. We don't really need that. But when he was there, I was like, nope, I'm in. But they did this it works. just enough. Like, I'm they there. didn't overdo it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I was joking earlier. I'm like, oh, the fucking band should have been playing. But that would have been yeah, too much. That would have been too much. You know much. what I mean? Obviously. And I, was, I wouldn't want that. Well, I kind of want that. <laughs> I said one of them. Like, right. like, like an acoustic solo set. That would have been kind of funny. Anyways. Um, Mandalorian, awesome! Yay. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Go Disney! And I know that it is, it is keeping me feeling really fresh for for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, absolutely. It's keeping me at bay right. until then. So, like, what the last episode of Mandalorian drops like the day after Christmas or two days after Christmas or something like that. So, like, will it be? I think it says so like we're, the 27th. We just finished episode five. When there are eight of them, right? Yeah. So about three weeks. Yeah, so so Mandalorian won't end until after Rise of Skywalker's out. Out, right. That is interesting. But, but like a week later. Yeah. But but, 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 so and we're, but that's on purpose, I, I feel. I mean, wow. they, they don't do that. We are only, we are less than two weeks away from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll only have, there's only one more Mandalorian before Rise of Skywalker. Before Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And then Rise of Skywalker will come yeah, out that week. the same day yeah. that Episode Seven comes out. Right. Wow. That's right. So get, maybe it won't tie in as much. Man, then I'm gonna get my fucking Star Wars fix. Gaming, like I haven't for a couple years. Right. I um, off subject real quick. I watched The Irishman. Oh yeah. Yeah. What'd that, you think? That's what we were doing with those two weeks off. <laughs> it took the whole time. Bro, I just said bro again. <laughs> Dude. It was, it's great. It is great. But it is a journey. You yeah, it's I mean? like three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. I, I did take a, probably two piss breaks in there. Just because right, I'm 40 years old, I could take a piss. I mean, right. you know. Um, you could not. I know they put this in a theater to get Oscar things. Uh-huh. N- no. You couldn't put this in a theater and make money off of it. People are not going to sit there for three and a half hours. I wouldn't. I don't want to sit on my couch and watch it for three and a half hours, and it's, much less in a movie theater. It's amazing what they've done with the face technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of what they did with Leia, right? Right. Made her, it looked young, but it was kind of, ooh, is that? Yeah. He's like, the guy, maybe because they had more to go on uh-huh. from these guys have a huge film history, they look... 40 years younger. I mean, because the film takes place in multiple decades. Uh-huh. So, like, the decade that it takes place in, well, you know, it's basically, like, the whole Jimmy Hoffa type stuff and okay. all that kind of shit, right? Um, 
De Niro, you've seen De Niro now, he looks right. old. Pesci yeah. looks fucking old. Yeah. These guys look like, Pesci looked like he could rob a house tonight with wow. fucking like, the wet bandits. He could go in there and no problem. All right. I mean, he might slip on some ice, but he'd get the job done at the end. Um, they made De Niro look good. I mean, there's no, like, action scenes or anything like that, but it is, it's a Scorsese film. It's very good. I would recommend watching it. I mean, you're not going to watch it over and over again. Right. Um, this is one I should have put in there, but it's like The Godfather. To me, The Godfather is a Christmas movie, too. It is, but it doesn't, it only really has a little bit of Christmassy in it. Yeah. But that shit is on all weekend. Yeah. From Christmas until the next Sunday. It's fucking on. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of how we knew. It was Christmas. We timed our Christmas. Like, okay, Godfather came on at this time. By the time Fredo's dead, it's presents. You know what I mean? We know what's up. All right. He's in the boat. Let's go. Let's go. Um, you know, I, I remember coming running in the fucking room one day. Oh, uh, Michael just said he doesn't want to see Frodo anymore. I didn't know his name was Fredo. But, yeah. you know, where he tells him, I don't want to be in the same house as you, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. I don't, you know, when you see our mother, I want to know two days ahead of time and I won't be there. <laughs> I'm like... Frodo doesn't want to see him anymore. It's Christmas presents. Let's go, guys. Come on, come yeah. on, come on. It's almost time. It's almost time. So it was good shit. It was good shit. Mm. Uh, you know, happy memories. So, yeah, Irishman. I don't know. I just I wrote it down. Wanted to get to it real quick. Yeah. Um, Watchman. Watchmen. That's a show. It, That's a television show right it there. It is perfect. It's a television show right there. It is. Yeah. Fucking perfect. They've done such an amazing job of taking all the old canon and not... Taking it for granted, but using it in an honoring it coolest way ever. It's so fucking badass. I mean, yeah. I never well, obviously again spoilers. Never saw the Hood of Justice thing coming. Right. Um, I mean, you saw pieces of it here and there, but that little montage where they you know they put it together between him and then his yeah. granddaughter doing you know with the I'm, I'm like damn it that's fucking fantastic yeah so great so, and then give storytelling me, like the idea that the Seventh Cavalry is. Um, Cyclops, right. and it's all right. coming back to the original reason why we had vigilantes, right. but it all still feels new. Right. And now Cyclops' thing is they're trying to create their own Dr. Manhattan, yep. and Dr. Manhattan's really been on Earth this whole time, and he's really Cal. Is that who we think he is for sure? That's who he definitely is. It's always somebody different. He could be lots of people. <laughs> See, she she smashed his head with she a did. fucking hammer yeah, and pulled yeah. out the the yeah, atom. That's true. That's that, that's that's a pretty good sign. Which had Libby horrified. She really? couldn't she couldn't wrap her head around it. She was like, like as soon as that, she was, oh oh no no no, she's killing. I'm like, well, well, she's not. Just uh, she's still gonna be here. Yeah. Just, just watching Jeremy Irons too in that outfit for even oh, those whole scenes man. is awesome. What a cool outfit, man. Yeah. I mean, he looks great in that too. So uh, he is. Lady True's dad, right? We're, are we, are yeah, we safe would, to make would, that assumption? Would, or, or she's a clone. Well, it's what, well, um, he created her somehow. When he said, like, clearly, he's going through the motions. He wanted to be convicted by the game warden, right? 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 Um, because he and he has the he he's going to get out, right? Um, and then when uh, Lady True. Reveals to Sister Knight, like, oh, my daughter is really my mom. Right. And, you know, if I'm accomplishing my greatest accomplishment, my mom, I wish I want my mom to be there. Yeah. And she's like, what about your dad? Like, He'll be here. So it's like, okay. Is your dad then 
But it would still, to me, would, I mean, I could, I could see that absolutely. Yeah. And I think, but or is the Doctor Manhattan? Well, and Dad could mean so many things, as far as right. creator, whatever right. you want to call it. Um, but that's what's great. There are so many answers that would make sense, be cool, could work. It's like oh, I could see this happening, and that'd be awesome. I could see this happening, that would be awesome. You don't get that with a lot of other yeah. shows out there that right. Because you basically know for the most, especially these types of shows, okay, well, you know this is going to lead to this. And, and for the most part, this is what's going to happen. Right. I don't know that really with any of this. Any, I no. don't. You and know? now I'm, what I'm really interested in is now, like, I was I was pretty well convinced that Dr. Manhattan was the game warden. Yeah. I was yeah. pretty convinced yeah, on Yeah, you that. said that, yeah. And I'm clearly wrong. So now, like, the the Dr. Manhattan reveal was awesome. But then it also threw me into, like, wait, who's the game? Like, it, right. it reopened a mystery that I thought I had solved. Right. And that's really fun to me also. To be like, ooh, now here's this next this next layer that there is someone that outsmarted Ozymandias. I'm getting excited. I'm getting wasn't, like, what, a couple hours? I'm getting excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what, it, it's so hard for me. Eight o'clock when it starts is, like, when we put the girls to bed. Right. So, like... Me sitting with them, getting them to sleep, is like, this is the most impatient night of the week for it. Because I'm just, like, counting the minutes until they're asleep so that I can go watch this fucking show. It's a hell of a show. It's just uh, so well done. I've been nothing but happy with it since from the very first episode. Right. Um, The the amount of answers we'll get on Dr. Manhattan today are really interesting. But we might not get shit at the same time. That's what's great. Well, when they showed, like... They did. On the next... Like... I think that we have to because so there's two episodes left. Mm-hmm. The last episode is obviously going to be our big climax and our big face off, right? Um, and I think I don't think you can go anywhere further in the current timeline without getting into that battle. You know okay. what I'm saying? So yeah. like I think I, I think today's got to be mostly a flashback episode similar to the Hood of Justice thing and just how Dr. Manhattan got to that place. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we will see Ozymandias get sent back to Earth today. Maybe we'll see a little bit more advancement in the Lady True. But I think I think just time-wise, most of that advancement's got to happen in the last episode. Sure. So then her tower and everything is all Ozzy's plan. Somehow right. related to yeah okay for sure yeah oh yeah no I, I mean I, I agree hundred percent but I still feel like they're gonna use I could see something in the last episode here's the big face off here's the big face off squid drop fade to black wait for next season you know what I mean Maybe. like some shit like that yeah. where you don't see the big for sure face off for sure so I mean you know um, because they're really other than that first episode where they encountered the um, um, What's the guy with the masks? Um, the Seventh Cavalry? Yeah. Third Cal- what is it? Seventh Cavalry? Seventh Cavalry. You know, there really hasn't been a lot of action, action. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I, you know, I'm not anticipating a Battle of the Bastards type sure. scenario. Um, I can see a setup for something like that. Yeah. You know, be it, you know, some type of Vietnam flashback yeah. thing to that kind of thing or... Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. There's all kinds of well, then questions the, to where... We've also got to get to the point, like, Lady True can, to some degree... See the future. Right. You know, like she, the way she anticipated that 
uh, asteroid falling in Tulsa, why she got the house from those people and why she bought it at that specific time. Right. And why she was building this clock. Like, there is some component of either time travel right. in her. Or, or someone letting her know. Or Yeah. yeah. And that's... All Manhattan. An, an, yeah, that's right. another degree of like, hmm, what what's going on here? Is right. Lady True act like, you know, I think like, oh, is, is Vite her dad? But then I think, well, maybe Dr. Manhattan is her dad in the sense of, you know, he created right. her to accomplish this yep. and sent her in the past. Like, that's why I'm saying, you know. Which would be two extremely different Yeah, stories, wildly divergent. Yet, both very plausible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, I can see stories and make up stories for that in my head that makes sense for sure. moving forward. For sure. And fit with the past chronology and all, you know, I mean, that's what I love about what, what they're doing is just, I don't know. And I yeah. love that. It's one of the, I mean, you talked earlier about like Mandalorian not knowing exactly where they're going. Uh-huh. And I don't fully know where they're going with this. Uh-huh. But it's, it's a different feeling somehow. Well, it's different in the sense of like, so I know... That there is going to be information in the next two episodes of Watchmen that change my current expectation. But I am allowed to have an expectation right now. Sure. That's my problem with Mandalorian. It's not that I don't know. It's that I'm not even given enough to be proven wrong. You know, like, like I feel like a, a, a bait and switch or a, or a twist or new information is predicated on the fact that you have some false information or some red herrings. I don't think we even have that in the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's frustrating to me. Yeah. It's like I, I don't I haven't even given enough information to hypothesize what could happen. And that that makes it feel a little more flat to me. How uh I don't know why this came to my head first time I really thought about it. How soon on the Mandalorian until we see a lightsaber? We don't. Never? Not no, this season. No one has one? I'm not saying it's going to be a Jedi swaying around. Right. Not this season. I don't think at all. The child doesn't reach out and one flies in his hand? I, I think a lightsaber this season would be a misstep. I'm just asking. I mean, yeah. I've been wrong before. Yeah. But That's what I hear. But that that feels like... That feels like that would be a misstep to me. That's fair. No, I'm, I I agree. I'm just at, because we my are head. we are in an age when there are no Jedi. Yeah. But then again, I guess if this is pretty shortly after the fall of the Empire, Luke is currently training Jedi. Right. You know, it's before he's gone into exile. Do but we, I, do we just, see like a uh, like a good, like you know you go to like a fucking coffee shop and most likely and you see a flyer sitting there, learn how to be a Jedi, little pull tabs. No? You don't see that? <laughs> Call Luke. <laughs> and it's just him going. Right. I, I, I love we're doing a podcast and I'm doing the force move. Like, I'm right. like they can see this, but you know. Um, no, one of my favorite it. Christmas songs, too. Uh, you know this one? Uh-uh. This is uh, Christmas Time for the Jews. From the... From SNL. Oh. Uh, Darlene Love. She, you probably recognize that name. She's done a lot of... R&B type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great one. Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
No, oh my just God. good, clean fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, anyways, um, I don't know. Again, more. I didn't mean to cut. cut no, off, like, no. I'm, stuff. I apologize. I'm, just, I'm good with it. I am just so excited for tonight. I'm so yeah. excited to. Yeah. Like, you're excited I, for some blue dong. I, oh, for sure. Swing Who's that not? shit. Well, there's no more Game of Thrones dong out there. Right. Where are you going to get your dong from on Let's, HBO? I also think, for the most part, I am usually more excited for the penultimate episode than I am for yeah. the actual finale. Yeah. Like, I feel like the the lead-in to the finale is almost always the best episode of a season of television. Sure. More often than not. Sure. So, like, tonight, I'm more excited tonight than I will be for next week's. That said, next week, I think we should probably podcast and watch it. Like, we, we oh, should watch fair. the finale yeah, together, that's fair. for yeah, sure. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that, absolutely. Yeah, we should get together for that. Um, before we get out of here, I got my little celebrities before they were famous. Oh, yes. I know I threw it out there early. I was impressed with this one. <laughs> it's... Uh, this one, this is a good one because it came from a movie that I got no problem saying I've seen many 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 times. Oh yeah, it probably doesn't age well. Um, no, it does. It's fantastic. Well, it's so funny. We're talking about Van Wilder. The the Dodge sure. character is questionable. Sure. At least it's at least it's an Indian American playing the character. It's not just yeah. <laughs> some dude doing an accent. It's not Emma Stone it's playing not, a Hawaiian. Right. Right. It's not a non-ginger playing Annie. <laughs> um, so Aaron Paul, the great oh, Aaron Jesse Paul, that's right, um, Breaking Bad. He is in it for 15, 18 seconds. His title is Wasted Guy, <laughs> and he talks to Van Wilder's dad. Van Wilder's dad walks into the room and says, where can I find Van Wilder? And he's like, in the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's coolest fucking guy. You know, yeah. that guy. Yeah. He's wearing a beanie. Very classic. And he's just sitting on the floor drunk. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, ladies and Aaron gentlemen. Aaron Paul in Van Wilder. You're welcome. <laughs> and on that note. You're welcome. <laughs> on that note, I think we're we're fresh out for the day. It's I been am, fun. I'm done. Um, let's watch The Watchmen. Where can I find Van Wilder? In the Guinness Book of World Fucking Records, man. I'm the rattest fucking dude alive. <laughs> okay, thanks.